Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are here today with another interview, and we are excited. We are taking you guys through kind of this season between our last series of our Not So Obvious Sins and moving into another series in the next month or so. But in between, we wanted to have some interviews. So these are people that we really love in our lives that we get to kind of be around, whether we work with them or in friendships. And we just think they have a lot of wisdom to offer. So we're excited to finally have some of these people on. So today we have our friend Austin on. Hey, guys. Hello, Austin. Good to see you. Yes, we are so excited. So Austin works at our church together with us. He works currently on our 20s team. So with what we we call Crossing 20s. But back in the day, you used to work on Veritas, which is our college ministry here. So I think that's where we initially met, maybe. Yeah. And now he is studying, going to seminary now for counseling. So kind of in transition of that. And we wanted to get some of his wisdom. He actually consumes a ton of our podcast, guys. The which best we are supporter of going there. About. Yes. yes. <laughs> so as a male, obviously not our prime demographic for our podcast, but he's like constantly texting us. He's a great cheerleader, a great friend. He is a great mentor to my husband. So we're excited to chat with you today. Yeah. Yeah. Same to mine. And also I want to point out, I think you're only the third. Well, our husbands came on and then Dave Cover came on and then you're and the only Ryan. other guy. Ryan. Ryan Wampler came on. Okay. So yeah. So uh, thank you. You're very kind. And I'm really good at disappointing people because those are some pretty high bars. Oh. Your oh, husband, no. Ryan Wampler, Dave Cover. So here we go. Maybe lower expectations. <laughs> It'll no. be really, really good. <laughs> it yeah. will be good. But introduce yeah. yourself, kind of talk about yeah. your family, what you do. Yeah. So like they said, I'm Austin Connor, pastor here at The Crossing for a few years now. Worked primarily with college students for a long time. I became a Christian in college Started going to Veritas when it started, came on staff, directed for several years. A couple years ago, made the decision to go back to grad school to get my master's of counseling at Covenant Seminary. So I'm doing that full time, but also working with Crossing 20s. Like you said, my family is fantastic. My wife is Polly. We were just talking earlier. Picture Mary Poppins. That (laughs) is Polly. She makes life better and me better. We have three kids, Adeline, who is 10, Tyler, who's eight, Clayton is six, we have two geriatric dogs. <laughs> Sophie is 16. Oh, my. And she tolerates me. She predates me. Did you guys buy her when you guys got married? No, or like early on? Holly got okay. her before I we started remember. dating. Okay. God bless Sophie. She can't hear. She has terrible breath, but she's great. <laughs> uh, and then we have Chauncey, who is 13. <laughs> no, you don't have Chauncey. We have Chauncey. <laughs> We do. And uh, the running joke with Chauncey is I have been for years trying to get people to take him from us. He's great, but like I will pay you a significant amount of money if you want Chauncey. So we'll talk after the show. And then currently we're crazy. We have been fostering two puppies for the last four weeks. I saw that. That's insane. insane. They're so cute though. Yes. I feel like you're going to end up with one. Nope. You guys have made that just like a stake in the ground. Here's what I did with Polly. She said, we're just going to foster. We're not going to adopt. And I went, uh-huh, sure, you're right. She goes, no, stop it. I know what you're doing. Stop it. So we're not going to adopt them. We're we'll give an update in a say, few we'll weeks when they've adopted one and it's posted <laughs> on Instagram. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. Obviously, Austin is a busy man. He has kind of a crazy home life and lots going on in work and home and 
being a husband and a father, all the things. So we really appreciate your time today. We wanted to bring Austin on because obviously we mentioned that he is in a mentorship and kind of counseling role in a lot of different aspects, if that's with our husbands or with 20s. And we just really find a lot of value in the wisdom he brings. He is super vulnerable and honest about just what life has looked like and what the emotions that maybe he has walked through in just developing as a Christian, obviously you became Christian in your college years. So today we wanted to talk about specifically anger. Again, maybe a little wah, 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 but we feel like anger is maybe one of those emotions or you could say sins in the Christian life that kind of is a little bit taboo. People think it's maybe something that you can't feel such a strong emotion and be a Christian. You can't have that. Or what do you do with that? So kind of want to dive right in. So why don't you start with us a little bit? Just what's your story of anger? Walk us through why is that something that you like to talk about? Or yeah, what brings us to this conversation? Today? Yeah, when you threw out ideas, just the, the phrase that came to mind was dad anger. And if nothing else, it's relevant to me. So when I got married and really through my entire life, I thought I was a patient person. I really did. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> yes. And then for me and for us, my children helped me understand that I was not a patient person. In fact, I really am the Hulk, right? And here's a story. Here's when I knew that I had a problem. I broke a bathtub. <laughs> so That's, we had- I feel like a lot of people might be like, wow, it feels good for someone to admit that right now. Maybe they've had similar experiences. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't hit a person. I, I hit a bathtub and I broke it. So the scene, we had this really tiny bathroom and we just had one kid at the time, Adeline. She was about six months and it was bath time. Mm-hmm. And that was awful for her. So I started the bath. She is screaming. I mean, just screaming, carrying her there. And then toddlers are six months. She's a toddler, excuse me. And I don't know if they communicate with one another, but they have this move. If you have kids, you know, they just, they lose their bones and they just go mm. totally limp. <laughs> yep. And so she did the go limp in my arms and she fell and I had to catch her. And she screamed even louder because that hurt. Mm -hmm. And then she did the technique of let's kick my legs because I'm angry. And Mm -hmm. she caught me in the man zone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, And that really helped things. So I'm literally limping over to the bath, trying to keep it together, trying to not squeeze my child to death. I set her in the what I thought was an appropriate temperature water. Mm -hmm. Apparently it was ice cold. Screamed even louder. And at that point I said, Adeline, no. And I hammer fisted the bath, cracked the bathtub. And I knew I had done something wrong. <laughs> In comes my wife. She oh. is going, what the hell is mm-hmm. happening? I am my own worst enemy. And so I know I, I did something wrong. She just came in swinging and I just had to leave. Mm-hmm. So I cracked a bathtub and that's when I knew I had a problem. I mean, <laughs> I love this story because, and I asked if I could share this, you know, my husband and like, this is his story. When I met him, I mean, like, the kindest, sweetest, like I would never describe him as angry. And then like through some like loss and grief, I think is where, I mean, I think maybe that was always there, but that kind of brought out some anger where I have seen him, yeah, hit like not anyone, never, but just, yeah, have to release that anger in ways where I, at first I remember thinking like, who did I marry? Where did this come from? But for you to be able to normalize that, I know has been so good for him. And then even as we'll kind of get into later, I think for women too, I mean, we experience anger in different ways of like, maybe we wouldn't be so physical with expressing it, but I think everyone goes into parenting or maybe marriage or whatever thinking like, I'm not an angry person. I don't struggle with that. But that feeling 
just think about it, everyone right now, like your when your blood starts to boil, like the screaming to me that just like grinds in your mind sometimes. I'm thinking about some car rides where you're like, I feel like I'm gonna explode out mm-hmm. of emotion right I don't now. Know what you're talking like, about? You, <laughs> you literally mean? have to stop. Like I cannot hear any more noise, or yep. I might explode. Yep. So like that feeling where it's mm-hmm. just like rising, 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 yep. rising. Yeah, I just am so grateful you're honest about it because I think people are really, really closed off about this emotion, very yeah. secretive about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I know. I love your story too because I think there's so many of us who can relate to it. I mean, even. I mean, I can admit, even in the last few weeks I've experienced anger, this situation of a car ride, I'm like, I'm literally about to lose it. And so I do feel like it's something that I think parenting for sure brings it out of you because there are so many things around you that you can't control, that you would love to control. But then also marriage or friendships or just situations that you, for me, it's a lack of control. But how would you describe in your kind of like, I don't know, now as you've dug into this, like maybe what you would consider like dad anger what does bring that out of you? What have you learned from that? What's yeah. that look like for you? Man, you're you're hitting on some really good things and kind of making some points. The way that I've thought about this that's been helpful for me and maybe it's helpful for you guys is I distinguish between the experience of anger and the expression of anger, right? So the experience of anger is not wrong, mm-hmm. right? Anger is an emotion. If God has wired all of us and he's made our brains and our bodies and our physiology and we experience anger – that's not wrong. Jesus experienced anger when he flipped tables in the temple, right? Now, the question is, what do we do with that? How do we express it? Mm-hmm. And there's a whole range, of course, but you know, if you want to do on one end, there's, there's the hot, quick expressions of anger, cracking bathtubs, yeah. punching walls, yeah. yelling. But then, and Samantha, you mentioned it, there's kind of the colder, quieter expressions of anger. Maybe it's a little more insidious. Maybe it's you just keep it in and you're going to smile on the mm-hmm. outside, but inside I would like to kill you, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so that's just a helpful distinction for me. And when I bring that distinction to the scriptures, it's helpful. So for example, right, Ephesians 4, 26, don't let the sun go down on your anger, right? We can parse that out a different time, but I think it's really natural for me. I have in the past read that and think, I can't be angry. And I've got to get rid of it all. Mm-hmm. And um, that hasn't helped me because when I experience anger, that's a problem. And that becomes shameful. Like, well, I shouldn't be experiencing this. Well, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe there's a difference. And there's a, just another way, another story that's helpful. And if you have other questions, stop me. But I remember if you've ever been to uh, Harmage, Jamaica, right? The crossing's gone on, some mission trips down there. There's a guy named Ganga. He's fantastic. And what he does with all the teams that go down there is he, it's about 50 50 college students, and he just basically is a guide and walks us around the village, introduces us to people, lets us know, hey, there's something called courage, that if you get it on your arm, it's going to, you know, hurt you just to keep an eye out. He's a guide. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, at least for me, what would happen if we viewed our anger as a guide to say, hey, there's something here, right? And for me, my temptation is I either run away from it or I try to shut it up. Like I tie it up, throw it in a room and say, nope, you're not coming out. But it hasn't worked. And for me, what I'm realizing is this anger is trying to tell me something. And it's counterintuitive. Like the last thing I want to do is to try to sit and stay with that and go, Who wants Hulk in the room? Nobody wants that, right? So those have just been kind of the practical things that's helpful as I think about anger, distinguishing the experience versus the expression. 
That's good, too, because I think it's easy for us to feel other emotions in the Christian life and be able to say, oh, I think there's something under this. It's just like easier to do that with certain emotions. But yeah, I know for me, it's like a lot of times I want to try to attack the behavior and say like, well, I'm just going to pray about being less angry. And today I'm going to battle anger. So I'm going to like take the deep breaths and walk away. And when I feel that tension rising up, I'm going to go to the other room tell my four-year-old like mommy needs a second. Which I need you do, a break. which is which, good. Which is good. Yes. But like what can end up happening, I think if I'm not actually praying through like, God, like what is this? That's like what in me is actually causing me to be so angry that I'm just trying to like rid myself of these behaviors. And then what happens? when I do snap by the afternoon, I don't have enough energy stamina to keep going. Then I, yeah, go into that shame of like, oh my gosh, I messed up on this again. Like I cannot battle this to where I go back. Like you said, it's a lack of control. Like what am I fighting that day? Like, God, like why am I getting so angry about these little things? Oh, is it because I'm like feeling really out of control with some bigger things in my life right now? And I just am needing something to go right. And when it doesn't, I'm feeling angry. Like that takes a lot more work. And so a lot of times we don't want to put that effort into it. So that's really good. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I'm like curious to hear your thoughts then. So obviously in scripture, we even see times where, as you like mentioned, even Jesus like flipping tables. So what's the difference for you in like, how do you unpack for us the experience of anger versus the expression of anger is expression of anger ever okay like unpack that for us a little bit more gosh there's a lot there the the thing that comes to mind is i wonder what would happen if we got angry at the right things so let's distinguish who or what should we get angry at when jesus flipped those tables he wasn't primarily angry at the people i would contend that he's primarily at the injustice and the exploitation and the sin that was there. And we can talk about this in a minute. You know, Ephesians 6 talks about our, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the kind of the cosmic piece that, you know, if you're not quite used to hearing that in the scriptures, welcome. Jesus believed in that stuff. And so we should too. And so it gets really tricky, right? What I'm also not saying is it's, let me say positively, there's times when it's okay to get angry at people. If somebody threatens to steal our kids, we should be angry, angry at that person. So there's times when that happens. However, after that immediate expression, let's calm things down and let's realize, okay, right, what should we be angry at? Primarily, Jesus wasn't angry at people, but he's angry at sin. And I wonder, again, it's it's a nice, abstract, big concept that we have to hold on to. I'm not quite sure what this looks like specifically, but as Christians, like, we should be the most angry people. Why? Because sin has infected God's good world. God is angry angry and furious at sin and at Satan, and he's doing something about it. And the question is, are we doing something about that with him? In fact, he's using us as an expression of what he's doing in and through the world by spreading his kingdom, right? So I don't know if that helps or if you need me to clarify something, but again, who or what are we getting angry at? I mean, I think that's so good because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, right now we're in the middle of even all the issues with like Ukraine and Russia. And as Christians, we should be angry. And my husband and I were even chatting this morning about even just a situation in our lives that I was verbalizing to him, like, these are my emotions. And some of them were anger. And I'm like, I know that these, some of my emotions here are sinful and not right. But I want to unpack that for myself because Mike also, you know, there is that we should be angry at these things because we live in a broken world and we live in a world that is not how it should be, not how God created it to be. So then as Christians, 
it was almost like it catapulted me into like, what, what do I do with this? Well, I go sit at like the feet of Jesus and I pray about it. And it should, as a Christian, bring me to worship that it should bring me to a spot of humility and a spot of this like desire to be refined in how I'm thinking, because I literally was sitting there saying this to my husband, like, I know what I'm feeling isn't all sinful, but some of this, like I need to unpack for myself and I need to like depict the difference of that. But I think as a Christian, that looks like being really honest and just like naming what you're maybe angry about or the emotion and then picking that apart and saying like, okay, is some of this okay and just and right and something that God would also be angry at, but then what is sinful and what do I do with that? And Christian, you're helping me name something too. For me, it's been helpful. For so long, I've been so concerned about right and wrong. I don't want to sin. Nobody wants to sin, right? We're following Jesus. And so in an attempt to make sure I'm not doing the right thing, I just totally shut down the experience, particularly of anger, right? So that guide, I tie him up, I throw him in the room, and he said, no, you're not coming out. But what I want to do, and I wonder what would happen if we could just, before we put our right and wrong hat on, we put the real hat on. And we say, wow, part one, this is what I'm feeling, right? Get it (laughs) it all out out there. I'm angry. I'm mad. The kids, oh my gosh. The kids, (laughs) when we're trying to discuss our Halloween candy, how long does it take us to eat our (laughs) Halloween candy? And then Adeline says, well, I don't know, because you always take away my Halloween candy. And then I say, well, actually, we put part of it in the freezer to freeze to use in the summer. And then she goes, what? You've been lying to me this whole time? Storms out of the room. That may or may not, not have happened. I'm not ready for this. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, you're not, and it's okay. As a dad, I'm going, are you freaking kidding me? I'm trying to have a family discussion here, mm-hmm. right? I clearly haven't processed it yet. Let me just get all this <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, like, oh, is this recent? No, no, no. <laughs> is this today? This is a hypothetical story. <gasps> okay. So now that I get it out there, I go, okay, okay. Let's think about this. What was the impact of my anger on Adeline? Right or wrong, she feels like I hurt her. You betrayed her. I betrayed her. How dare I? Okay. If she's experiencing that, okay, let's deal with that, right? But step one, let's just get it out there. And step two, do something about that. So, and maybe you guys tell me if this is okay. Maybe just kind of landing the plane, some practical things that have helped me and that maybe your listeners and you guys can take away. Things to do. First and foremost, Samantha, you mentioned earlier, maybe you need to leave. Literally, particularly for dads, if you start to feel that huge expression of anger and you're going to say, literally get out of the space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave. Walk out of the house. Walk around the block. Because what that does is it, it calms the system down. The second thing to do is breathe. I mean, <laughs> lit- and, and I know it sounds like, oh, just breathe. But like no, literally helps. when you breathe, your diaphragm expands. It pushes against your adrenal glands. And that calms your system down. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I just picture a square and I go up three over three, down three, over three. And I do that for a minute. And literally that resets the system. So in the moment, if you need, just literally leave, have a conversation. If you have a spouse, like when this happens, I'm just going to leave. Please don't ask questions and don't follow me and make it worse. Yeah, I've, I, that was us. Like Justin trying to do the right thing and me being like, why are you leaving in this situation? We have not fleshed this out. And then realizing like, oh, we can't flush this out right this second because it would not be any kind of good fleshing out. Yeah, and, and I think Polly would say this too. When I cracked that tub, she was scared. And for guys in particular, by and large, we're bigger and we're stronger than women. And that's a way that as men, if you want to talk about what does it look like to lead, using our literal strength wisely. And if people are threatened, get away. 
because that's not how we want to use that strength. The second thing, and this is more of things to reflect on and think about, questions that have been really helpful for me. We mentioned, you know, anger is a secondary emotion. And it's underneath that is fear. And anger has and can be a guide to going, what's going on under there? So the reason I get so angry when my kids don't listen is because I really value being taken seriously. And when I don't get obeyed, that taps into those insecurities. And it's a protective mechanism. Not to use another Avengers illustration, but like Thor, when he uses his hammer and he just slabs the ground and clears everybody out, guess what? All the enemies are dead. Great. But when I do that, that's like collateral damage to my family and I'm hurting the people most. So anger does something for us. And I wonder what it does. That's a great thing to reflect on. The last thing, just three verses that have been so helpful for me. The first one's Romans 12, 19. Essentially, it's leave vengeance to the Lord. Sometimes as parents, you know, you got to put up with a lot of crap. And you can't get to the exhaustive accounting of things or in a marriage you can. There's a time to do that, but exhaustively, no. We have to forgive because Jesus forgives us and we have to trust it. Okay, I'm really angry. I see the injustice. Maybe this is a time where I work, but maybe it's not. And if not, Jesus, I got to trust that you're going to take care of it. So God is the most angry person ever and in the world, and thank goodness. The second thing that's really helpful is I mentioned earlier, Ephesians 6.12, right? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. The people that we see, Jesus loves. Every single person. End of story. And we got to reckon with that. I have to reckon with that. I don't like that (laughs) a lot of times, but it's done to me, and so I want to do it to others. And then last thing, the most... If there's one thing, gosh, that you take away with what to do, Romans 2.4 says the kindness of God leads to repentance. Man, I want to be kind. And the way that I chastise myself and my kids sometimes is I try to be pointed and I try to be sharp and I say, no, clean your room, turn off your noisemaker, get about. And it's just not kind. But the way that Jesus works in our lives, the kindness of God leads to repentance. If we want to change... We have to be kind to ourselves first and foremost. We be kind to others. And that's, that's how God works. And it's something I know in my head and more and more I want to experience going forward. So as a dad, I want to be angry. I want to be angry at the right things. And I want to be kind. And I'm trying to figure out how to fit those two together because they're not mutually exclusive. I just talked for a while, so I'll stop. No, I love no, all of that. So and to, ra- like, to kind of bring it all together, I do think that for our listeners, maybe you're someone that really just does need to name that you are angry or that you're experiencing anger. I just feel like I hear a lot, I'm just not typically an angry person. It's like I would challenge everyone to kind of dig into like, well, what what maybe is anger that you don't associate as looking like anger in your day-to-day? Name that because I think that could, like we've been talking about, really uncover some deeper feelings that God wants us to be able to sort through. So. And the one thing I forgot to say, I told you I have so much to say, you can't do this by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have one safe person, and maybe it's your spouse or your close friend, maybe be somebody a little more independent, find that person and just – hey, let me just blah, let me throw it all out there and ask the person, hey, I don't want to hear the yeah, but I don't want to hear the right and wrong hat. Let me just be real. And what I need from you is thank you so much for telling me. What do you want to do now? Something like that. So yeah. do this together. This is this is where we need. <laughs> this is the practicalities that we need Christians. We people, need other yeah. people mm-hmm. in our communities mm-hmm. to do this.
No, I love this. I love chatting with you about it because I do so appreciate that you are someone who is just able to name that. I'm thinking, yeah, just even my husband and I saying we look at each other sometimes and I'm like, I need to tap out. And we're just like, I'm about to lose it. This is me telling you I need you to take over because I'm about to like say something or do something that I won't like later. says I'm about to lose it. It should be my like key phrase lately. Like I'm I'm about about to lose lose it. it. He's like, can you quit saying that? I'm like, I really am about to lose it. So I don't know. But I think that's so good. And even even Austin, as you've like said all these things, it's encouraging to me because I think even as a spouse I'm thinking of it in a context of like my husband and I I so quickly want to just like fix it for my husband or he wants to fix it for me and I think even you just naming that like yes we can't do this alone but we need someone who we can just say like like here's all my stuff can I just say that out loud and I'm thankful that I have friendships and people in my life that I can say that to even if it's really ugly or even if it's crazy or even if it's out of line in the moment but I'm like I just need to say all these things because I'm a broken and messy person but just listen to it don't fix it and then like let me just leave from there and like go pray about it and like go take it to the one who can actually do something about it I think is so good and I love that you said that and I also don't want to be naive to the cost of this like my wife is a saint and she's so patient with me and for her to just give me some space to allow me to process like that costs her something to go okay I'm gonna trust that Jesus knows you more than me and will help you more than I can and that's a that's a tough space for her to be in so I'm so thankful of how patient she is for me and I want to be that for her and to my kids as well don't do it perfectly but that's trying awesome. more and more. Well, we should have you back on to talk about parenting. I'm sure yeah. everyone's oh, like, wait, gosh. can you talk yeah. about parenting now? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm amazing. doing great. Yeah. Apparently, I'm a terrible dictator who hides Halloween candy as well. Yeah. So. I can't believe you do that. Do you want some Halloween candy? <laughs> I, got, I don't. Some. I mean, that's really practical, but yeah. good tip for everyone, too, to take away. But we appreciate it. If people want to get in contact with you, we will have information to do so in our show notes, and we just appreciate you. Yeah, great. thanks so much for sharing I'm today. honored to be on the podcast. Thank Yay. you. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Bye.